back to another super insightful episode of the Mar Techno Beat, a specially curated podcast series powered by Netcore Cloud. Here's where you gain cutting-edge insights from leading marketers, product champions, and Martech influencers on all things user growth, customer engagement, digital transformation, and personalization. I'm your host Neeraj Manivandan, and on this episode, I'm joined by Deera Jain, the co-founder and CEO at DotConnect. So Deeraj is a seasoned retail and consumer industry leader with over 20 years of experience of building and scaling services and product businesses. Having led global teams at companies like Infosys, Capgemini, Wipro, TCS, and TechMahindra, Deeraj brings 360 degree experience across strategy, technology, delivery, sales, solutions, products, and platforms. So at Dot Connect, Deeraj aims to reimagine retail with innovative products technologies and deep business insights to deliver customer centric and conscious transformation welcome deeraj we're delighted to have you on board with us today yeah, thanks deeraj thanks for inviting my pleasure thank you thank you once again deeraj uh, so in today's episode deeraj will be sharing his inputs on the evolution of the retail and e-commerce landscape over the past few years uh, so we'll head into the discussion now my first question for you deeraj is uh, we have seen significant changes in the retail and e-commerce landscape over the past year and a half uh, how how has this uh, landscape change happened over these last couple of years with the uh, pandemic coming in and customer behavior also changing as i think uh, many people have been saying over the past year or so that pandemic has really caused like you know the digital uh, disruption which would have otherwise taken a decade uh, it happened in matter of days and weeks right mm-hmm. so it has been especially true if you see you know for the retail and consumer goods industry mm-hmm. so where because of on one end you no know, there was you know lot of demand for the essentials and uh, suddenly no demand for the non essentials so the entire industry had to adjust to the new normal and uh, so w- what we have been witnessing is what we started calling it as a darwinism on steroids you know for the industry because uh, what has happened because of uh, all this disruption uh, given that you know 10 years worth of digitization happened in a matter of days mm-hmm. so uh, companies which were better prepared to uh, handle this they were able to gain better market share they were able to pivot faster Mm-hmm. whereas companies who were not prepared and at a fundamental level and they had weaker foundations so you would have, uh, you'd have noticed so many companies went bankrupt mm-hmm. so in a way it was both a, a virtuous cycle as well as a vicious cycle right mm-hmm. so that way i think you know now what is really happening is what we're calling it as like it's been a complete reset of the industry and it is being reimagined and being rebooted right now so what mm-hmm. will happen is in the new normal there'll be new winners and new losers right yeah. so and that's what we have seen like a lot of companies for them the last 18 months have been the you know the best opportunity right that they have ever seen they are on a different pedestal the amount of growth they have seen mm-hmm. as an example if you see you know shopify a pre pandemic their market valuation was around 50 55 billion dollars post pandemic they are over 160 billion dollars wow. right and so just imagine you know some companies which are you know taking this trajectory whereas there are other companies you know which are just going out of business 
Correct. So that way, I would say uh, for enterprising companies and individuals, this is the opportunity of a lifetime, and that's what we see continue to observe. Like every week, we come across companies who are doing some amazing stuff, and at the same time, you you know so, uh, sometimes start to see some companies which are going bankrupt. Some of the iconic companies. Yeah. So it's been a mixed bag. Yeah, true. I mean, uh, I remember one of uh, the instances that I came across a few weeks back, uh, an iconic bag company uh, in India, Vitco, it shut down operations. So I think a lot of these mm-hmm. brands who have been these traditional brick and mortar store-based companies have seen uh, massive challenges, and the the other ones have the ones who have succeeded have evolved into this digital landscape. They've grown right. their digital presence over the last uh, couple of years. Uh, so, could you share Correct. some in- interesting stories of how uh, e-commerce brands have actually combated the various challenges that the pandemic has posed? Yeah, absolutely. Actually, there are quite a few. If you see in pretty much every segment uh, within retail and consumer goods, I mean, there are some very interesting stories. So, uh, in fact, one of the uh, segments which was badly impacted was, uh, you know, beauty and cosmetics, right? Okay. Because yeah. when people are wearing masks and they're not stepping outside the house, yeah. they had no reason to buy, you know, cosmetics. Now, so a lot of these companies have, you know, really badly impacted. Some of them, they tried pivoting into more, you know, wellness kind of products, right? Hmm. Which you would still need at home, uh, you know. The, and in fact, some of these, even to go to the customers, they evolved their models. If, some, if people are not visiting a Revlon store or a Sephora store, how do you, you know, now then go to the customer directly? So uh, very interesting examples where people looked at this, you know, TikToks of the world, right? And mm-hmm. influencer marketing over there to create that fan following, do new product launches, do a lot of the direct-to-consumer business right from there. Uh, then uh, another, so this was like, you know, in an area uh, which was, uh, you know, non-essential, right? Mm-hmm. Where for the first few months, the sales were almost zero. But some of the companies, I mean, they innovated. They leveraged some of these channels. And other category, if you see on the essential side, so where across the globe, there were people who were running out of food, uh, even toilet papers, right, in in US and many countries. Correct. So uh, this is where, like, you know, there was a huge imbalance between demand and supply, right? And so how some of the people, they took advantage of technologies, they forged quick partnerships, so, for example, a lot of CPG companies, they started partnering with Instacart, given that Instacart, you know, had access to millions of subscribers in US and, you know, they were getting the demand data directly from so many uh, shoppers. So they were able to give the these insights to the CPG companies. So some of these very interesting uh, partnerships and use cases that came up, which you, you would have not probably, you know, uh, imagined earlier. Yeah, I think uh, catering to customer need and demands is the most important thing for any brand. And uh, one story that I can recollect, which we've seen recently, is uh, we saw uh, these food delivery apps like Zomato and Swiggy uh, starting uh, grocery supply service. So since food delivery was shut for a long time due to all these lockdowns, they started moving into this grocery space as well. And Grocery, like you mentioned, one of was one of those most important supplies that every customer needed at that particular important time. So I think we've seen a lot of these interesting examples over the last uh, couple of years. 
but how did these yep. traditional brick and mortar stores with no or very limited e-commerce presence evolve over this past couple of years so in fact while most companies you know they had gone online in some shape or form most mm-hmm. retailers had gone online but some had not done that either by design or they thought maybe you know for their model it is not applicable so okay. uh, let me share a couple of examples and both are two extreme examples okay on one end i'll talk about like you know some of these you know the value uh, retailers the off live off price retailers like tj max and ross stores in us mm-hmm. primark in uk so where the whole business model was you know revolving around people discovering product in the store right mm. they never had any uh, online presence and their usp had been where people the customers and they are very loyal customer base be it primark or tj max or uh, ross stores so people would go to the store they will discover it's almost like treasure hunt right and that's the thrill people find some great values and they used to buy it and for them there was no you know wait uh, initially they could imagine that how will they take this you know whole model online right they found it uh, very challenging and in many places what we then uh, saw some of these enterprising you know the regional heads and the store managers they started doing you know live stream in their neighborhood right uh-huh. so there you know some of the customers they reached out okay so each of the store associate they the, they were doing the live streaming of the store helping okay. the customers pick out and then they would then do the curbside pickup and do right so a lot of these new models evolved the other example i'll take is you know the other extreme which is high end jewelry right hmm. now jewelry is again uh, a segment which was very badly impacted because this is an area where a lot of people are comfortable still visiting the store looking at the designs trying right. it out and then you know purchasing it so there also we saw some examples so where this live stream you know really worked and uh, you know especially people who were looking to do jewelry shopping for weddings and for other functions so i think this uh, trend also picked up so as you can see whether it was you know value uh, you know fashion and lifestyle uh, you know brand versus you know a high end jewelry so both were, who did not have any online presence so they were able to quickly pivot into some sort of a concierge live streaming uh-huh. and you know curbside pickup you know the combination of all of these things <laughs> live streaming is very relatable we have seen so many virtual events over the past year i think that's uh, that's a way most brands have tried to kind of keep their business running but if we move Sorry. to the technological side uh, wh- what have they done on a technological side how have they uh, used technology all the digital transformation to uh, just build a customer centric experience sure so so in fact uh, see as e-commerce uh, was anyway growing uh, over the past few years while pandemic has given a big a booster to that but right. even pre pandemic i think you know a lot of growth was happening and uh, slowly i think you know all the brands all the retailers were realizing that what is the importance of you know customer retention right retaining a customer as we all know cost probably 1/5 to 1/10 of you yeah. know gaining a new customer right oh. so there has always been that desire to do that and uh, and the t- today's technology is becoming now more and more mature mm. right uh, including like you know what you guys also do with, at netcore 
So a lot of these uh, tools and technologies are being used by retailers today to understand the consumer behavior, the shopping behavior, to see like, you know, who are your most valuable customers? What is the journey they're taking? How do you retain them? How do you retarget them? Uh, so you know, a lot of interest is coming on one end from the retailers and a lot of technology is maturing. So that mm -hmm. way, I think the, now the enterprises, they are becoming more open to engage new age startup solutions. And they're not fixated on only buying you know, from big brand tech companies because uh, they may not have this kind of you know, innovative solution, what a small startup may have across the globe today. So I think that whole uh, openness towards engaging the startup ecosystem, uh, looking at some of these innovative solutions, I think it is all converging for, you know, in terms of the faster adoption. And mm -hmm. hence you see like, you know, a lot of these, uh, you know, very uh, targeted, uh, you know, recommendations, targeted ads, you know, uh, when we go and, you know, uh, shop and customers don't mind that. Customers mind a uh, lot of this, you know, uh, they look at this as spam when it is not useful and meaningful uh, to them. Yeah. But if yeah. I'm browsing something and if I'm shown a relevant product or if I'm shown the right kind of an ad, it is actually helping me. And, you know, that is what, uh, so that's the right balance everyone is trying to get. Yeah, I think relevance is the most important, right? If you're shown something that you would yeah. like to buy, uh, you wouldn't have any problem. Uh, just heading yeah. into the more detailed part of the technologies that we have seen over the last couple of years. We uh, at Netcore, we did a research study where we found out some of the e-commerce personalization trends and benchmarks in our e-commerce personalization benchmark report. And this highlighted some of the key trends as search personalization, visual search, uh, virtual reality, mm -hmm. augmented reality, uh, hyper personalization. So uh, what, according to you, are some of the key trends and innovations that you see coming up this year and moving forward as well? No, I think all of these uh, that you mentioned, you know, absolutely, I mean, we're seeing a lot of uh, use cases being applied in a very meaningful way. In fact, one thing that we uh, definitely notice and appreciate these days is, see, earlier, a lot of times, you know, the brands and the retailers would used to uh, use some of these AR, VR technology for the sake of using technology, mm -hmm. just to showcase, look, we have something cool. Yeah. But uh, there was not really a relevant application which will drive better customer engagement or you know, adoption. But nowadays, what we are noticing is at least the application of that has become very relevant. Mm. So now the technology is not being used for the sake of technology, but they are actually helping the whole customer journey. Mm. So all of these, are, whether it is AR, VR, uh, whether it is you know search personalization, I think it has uh, matured over the years significantly. Outside of these, I think there are a couple of more things would like to add. So one is, of course, this whole, you know, social commerce, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I think that is picking up in a big way. Uh, influencer marketing, influencer-led commerce. Uh, and also, uh, when we talk about this whole, you know, search personalization, there is a lot of these sponsored ads which are coming up. Mm -hmm. and, with, and they could be, uh, you know, uh, some of them could be shoppable ads as well. So, for example, if someone is, you know, searching for cheese, instead of just showing some, uh, you know, ads for, uh, uh, you know, two different uh, brands of cheese. Now what we're witnessing is like, you know, people are experimenting with creating a shoppable ad with a full recipe in it. Whereas, you know, some celebrity chef is creating a recipe with that particular cheese and four other ingredients. 
and now you can you know just buy all those ingredients right from the tran right mm-hmm. so it is not only you know helping the retailers uh, sell more but it is a great value add for the customers and customers are appreciating it so whoever is able to apply these technologies with the user experience in mind that how it is going to help uh, you know in their uh, day in a life for that consumer right and whoever is able to do it better you know is going to definitely win in the new normal correct correct so technologies have have been around are going to be there it's always evolving i think like you mentioned where you position it you show relevance to the customer i think uh, that is what will make a brand stand out from another competitor and uh, how they utilize some of these evolving uh, technological trends is going to be uh, definitely very important and would be interesting to see as well because we come across these on a Correct. daily basis as well and uh, would be very interesting for us to see absolutely so yeah just wanted to understand uh, from you on how dot connects digital and uh, technology playbook fuels innovation for retailers and uh, e-commerce brands in the new normal so in fact uh, what you have asked is you know is the fundamental premise of dot connect so why we started this in the middle of the pandemic last year even pre pandemic there were a lot of big disruptions that were happening uh, because of which anyway the industry was gravitating towards uh, more digital technologies so uh, there used to be a time you know where technology used to be a support you know group within an you know retail organization but very soon people realized that if they have to compete with the amazons of the world so then they have to behave as a technology company themselves they have to have technology to enable each aspect of the business process mm-hmm. and become as competitive you know as in you know, other companies right so that evolution was anyway starting and now uh, thanks to pandemic it was uh, now suddenly forced people to either innovate or perish right mm. now what this means is earlier uh, there would be like you know standard uh, you know platforms that a retailer or a cpg company or an e-commerce company would look at and mm. these would be like tried and tested traditional platforms they could be monolithic platforms they could be erp platforms right but now what people are realizing is that in order to survive and thrive they got to innovate much faster mm. they have to focus on customer how do you understand the consumer behavior you know and consumer behavior is changing so mm. you cannot now do uh, you know the traditional model of creating few personas and mm. targeting those personas today you have to do like you know mass personalization right hyper personalization so you are doing one is to one you are you know curating you know assortment for each uh, customer you are designing the journey for each customer now how do you do that if you don't apply the latest and greatest of technology right and which is where it becomes imperative that the retailers uh, need to engage with innovative startups from across the globe and evolve faster and what used to take months or years now they need to do it in days and weeks right mm. it's so that whole paradigm has changed and which is where like you know and where we see the gap is see a lot of these companies they are uh, uh, designed to engage with larger technology companies but they are not designed to engage with small innovative startups likewise the small innovative startups they may have great solution but they are not designed to do enterprise sales across the globe they don't have the reach they don't have the access it takes 
you know, lot of time, effort, and money to do that enterprise sales, uh, and many you know perish in the process. So the whole idea was how do we connect these dots? You know, how do we help retailers innovate faster with these startups, as well as help these startups scale? You know, globally. That that's where the the whole name of Dot Connect also came into the picture, where we are connecting these dots. and which is where like you know we are able to then work with our startup partners all the retail cpg companies to help them you know uh, connect better uh, do meaningful work together mm-hmm. now that's that's something which we really look forward to uh, so just a question that came to my mind so we've seen a huge transformation over the last couple of years where these traditional brick and mortar companies have <clears throat> like you mentioned have had to either uh transform or perish and this has been mm-hmm. e-commerce's gain uh but now once okay. we're heading into this new normal where people are again able to start uh shopping go to malls go to stores are we going to see e-commerce again fall behind or how how is this whole transformation going to happen no actually a great question niraj so uh, we see a lot of people taking very polarizing views right some would say no i mean it is going to be all online all e-commerce mm-hmm. some would say no uh, people are uh, you know as soon as the uh, stores and the malls open up people will just start going back to the stores mm-hmm. and you know the e-commerce will uh, fall behind uh, we don't think either statements are correct see there are two aspects one is there was a natural that channel uh, shift from offline to online Hmm. uh and which would uh, anyway continue and there will be certain categories which are more amenable for shopping online yeah. versus offline yeah. but certain categories where you know you would definitely wa- want to have more touch and feel and that whole experience of buying correct uh but what needs to definitely happen is that uh, so we talk about like you know uh, that whole offline business it will definitely come up it's not going to go away hmm. and for a foreseeable future it will be the majority of the business right uh, so like pre pandemic if it was 90 10 like 90% offline 10% online now in during pandemic maybe it has become 80 20 or 75 25 depending upon the uh, you know the segments uh, it, it going forward still offline would remain majority but they have to evolve themselves they have to re- reimagine because mm. now the stores cannot just be a warehouse of products where you go and you know just buy the products now the stores need to become an experience center right that is number one so i think the future is all about unified commerce it's not going to be one channel versus another both will coexist online will definitely grow offline will be reimagined but we believe that whole uh, you know distribution model will get disrupted so where the neighborhood stores Uh, you know will become the fulfillment centers as well mm-hmm. and that's how it will evolve eventually great I, i love that point on experience selling i think be it e-commerce or be it offline i think experience selling is something that every customer wants at the end of the day because when you head to that e-commerce site you will want recommendations based on what you like and when you go to the Absolutely. store i think you will want an experience that makes you buy products you want that experience catered specifically for you i think uh, it's going to be a very very a journey that uh, we'll all love to see uh, how this uh, shift happens post once we head into this new normal how would e-commerce and 
offline coexist and how would this whole yeah. transformation happen so absolutely we are all looking forward to that and uh, and playing an active role in enabling that so yeah uh, looking forward to the next few years thank you so thank you thank you so much dheeraj for all your exciting uh, and interesting insights uh, it was a great conversation and i think our listeners will have a lot to take out from this discussion thank you to all the listeners for tuning into this episode and uh, stay tuned for more such interesting episodes uh, follow our channel for more thank you dheeraj